Hi there, and welcome to episode four of the ADHD Adult UK podcast. As always, I'm James Brown, and I'm joined, sadly, as usual, by my co-founder, Alex Connor. Howdy, partner. Howdy, partner. I, I honestly <laughs> feel we need to do some market research on this, Al, to see at which point, and I can look into the statistics, people turn this podcast off, and I'm pretty sure it's about seven or eight seconds into each episode that people decide not interested in this couple of twats, basically. I'm just saying hello to you in a, in a way. Okay, in a way, yeah, okay. Anyway, our podcasts, as usual, are a tragedy in three parts. We choose a theme. The last episode, we looked at rejection sensitivity. And this week, we're going to do something about an aspect of executive function, those higher learning skills which are often impaired in ADHD, and that's working memory. The three parts are uh, evidence-based psychoeducation. That's where we talk to you about what's factual about working memory. The second are our personal reflections on what working memory or a complete fucking lack of it mean to us. <laughs> and then the third and final bit will be some top tips, some of the things that um, either have been given to us or that we have found have worked, or in my case, never work when it comes to working memory. So, Alex, what is working memory? And, and also, what is working memory? Classic, classic memory. The first of many classic memory jokes we're going to do, I think. Thanks, James, and hello, everyone. Welcome to our episode four. Right then, so everyone knows about memory, long-term and short-term memory. Long-term memory, remembering something that happened a year ago, 10 years ago, or longer. And then if you've ever revisioned... Uh, revised for an exam you know that short-term memory of trying to cram something in your brain for a week from now or for tomorrow and typically that's how most people think of short-term memory but there is a second short-term memory that some psychologists call working memory and that's the ultra super short-term memory that if you're in the kitchen and you you look in the fridge and you say right I'm going to make cheese tomato uh, chicken sandwich and then you turn around to the other side of the kitchen and you have those three things in your in your memory. You won't remember them tomorrow, even in a few minutes, but they're in this sort of scribble pad in front of your eyes almost. And that is working memory. And that is disrupted in loads, if not all adults with ADHD. We don't have that, that scribble pad to the degree that other people do. Of course, we have it a bit, but not. It's, it doesn't work very well games it doesn't am i right in saying alex and it's not often i add anything academic to these discussions am i right in saying that there are um broadly if you if you say i'm wrong as well for fuck's sake my i was definitely going to say that whatever you say but is it right that there are broadly speaking two different types of working memory the visuospatial i.e stuff that you see and areas that are around you and the phonological so stuff that you hear is that broadly correct that is i guess fine yes that is Get correct in. yes and 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 both can be affected with adhd so so remembering what you've seen and remembering what you want abstractly to go and do or remember or you know feed the dog clean your teeth don't forget to go in, walk into a shop and try to buy bread and milk and don't walk out with, with lottery scratch cards and blue fizzy pop. Blue fizzy pop being your staple diet in your house, obviously, isn't it? A, a, lot, of this, a, a lot of this comes, uh, again, from 
obviously ADHD is, is all about the brain, not just about dopamine, which is often kind of the shorthand that we use to refer to the, the issues we have in an ADHD brain. But the ADHD brain is is generally different to the non-ADHD brain. And one of the areas which is associated with working memory and other executive functions is, is the prefrontal cortex. And it seems that a lot of the issues that we come back to in each of our episodes are based in that in that prefrontal cortex, that part of the brain where those higher thinking skills, so the ability to plan, the ability to have working memory seem to sit. Is that where we think the issue is in ADHD? Yeah, definitely. It really is. Um, I, it occurred to me that we need to do a podcast on the brain, don't we, the brain structure. I guess what we should remind people is the brain has evolved from when we were fish and so on. And the middle bits right in the in the in the hind in the back of the brain, they're the, the ancient stuff. And the, the further you come out towards the, the kind of the bark of the tree to the outside bit of the brain, the bark is the word for bark is cortex in Latin. When you come out to the cortex, that's the really new higher functioning stuff that makes us very much human and it, it does seem to be the behaviors associated with those higher function prefrontal cortexes that are more obviously affected in the brain it isn't just those every bit of the brain seems to be affected by ADHD as you well know James from the science but yeah a lot of the behaviors we have are to are due to changes and differences growing up in neurodevelopmental differences in that bit the 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 executive functions and working memory is just one of them is, is how common is this? I mean, I, I mean, when we get on to personal reflections, which is going to take about three days worth of talking when it comes to my personal reflections, where, how, how, off, how common is this really in ADHD? Because I know that we talked about rejection sensitivity being virtually everybody. I, I would imagine because executive function skills gather a number of different skills together, none of which you have, that actually it probably affects quite a few people with ADHD, that it's, it's relatively... Abundance. I think it's all of them. I think it's a, a fundamental of ADHD, really, that it's really hard to tell because you don't really know what other people can remember. But both anecdotally, experientially, and when you look at the literature, it's, it is most people struggle. And it might not be. The problem is it's, it's never as complex as one reason. It might not be because of the neurodevelopmental problems of your ability to lay down memories. It could be your ability to just pay attention of what you want to remember because we, we have attention deficit, too, obviously. So, yeah, most people will struggle to struggle to hold a working memory to the same degree as as a regular brain. Uh, one of the issues that, as well that's clearly associated with this is self-chastisement. And we we harp on, well, you harp on, I obviously use my, my dulcet West Midlands tone to gently carouse people into understanding ADHD better. That actually self-chastisement, blaming oneself for the things that we do with ADHD is actually quite damaging. And I know from pre-ADHD days in my life that I just felt like the, you know, the most... Um, useless and unreliable person in the world and clearly that's going to to then potentially lead to other issues like potentially anxiety and and the way in which we we communicate with others so this is this is a serious issue actually working memory it is we joke about it a lot don't we because it's such a yeah. there's there are lots of there's lots of comedic moments but why can't i remember this simple thing in work it can be really damaging and i felt this the self-loathing is real we all know that because it seems to be something that other people can do much more effectively than me. And they don't forget stuff that they've just been asked to do. No, absolutely not. This might be a good 
time to start some of those personal reflections, James. I was going to ask you how problems with working memory have affected you. Um, I don't know whether I should start with with me or, or you, but well, I'll, I'll tell you what. We'll take a quick break and then we'll come back with some personal reflections. Oh, a good idea. Welcome back to the second part of the ADHD Adult UK podcast. In this episode, we're talking about working memory. And we're now on the section where we talk about personal reflections. So, Alex, have you got anything you'd like to share with our listeners about your ridiculously poor working memory? And it is ridiculously poor. Of all the things we've talked about so far and all my plans for others, I think the biggest challenge I have with, with ADHD is my very poor working memory. My memory, my actual memory long term is, is really good. I've got a, a strong memory for old things. I can do exam prep and all that. But my working memory is a shocker. I struggle with the very simplest of things. To remember to walk the dog, feed the dog, clean my teeth, do the kids' teeth. I chant. I chant 30, 40 times a day. Um, I'll chant, feed the dog, left the microwave on. Feed the dog, left the microwave on. Feed the dog, left the microwave on. I'll chant, I'll chant. My tap is running, my tap is running, my tap is running. Otherwise, it's gone. And mm. and some of it's funny, you know, somebody heard me in the street chanting, dog food, teeth and hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to know what they thought. Like, serial killer can I, plans. Can I just but, interject? You said you said a little bit earlier that, um, that your long-term memory is really good, but one of the first things you said to me before we pressed record was, have we done this one before? <laughs> <laughs> but all memory requires me to care and i don't care about spending any time with you whatsoever so that's just my subconscious protecting me from your bullshit so, so there, there, there are funny bits of mine but sometimes it gets annoying so like the microwave or forgetting i've turned the tap on and flooded the kitchen it's you know it's that's particularly annoying and expensive but sometimes it's pretty upsetting and disruptive in relationships um ones I've lost in with my with my family if they tell me something for the third time and I forget again it can look like I don't care and mm. no one cares more than me about that no they don't know how much I hate myself that I can't always remember even when I want to I mean they don't stop talking so I can't always remember everything. <laughs> no, that's not true I I, I absolutely hate it and, it and it can it can really be damaging to relationships so mostly funny but not always no, I listen. I agree. One of the things that that I do for anybody that follows our Instagram account, ADHD UK, is to almost weaponize my utter lack of working memory um, into humour because I, th I think it's a way in which I I deal with my poor working memory. So so the way in which it affects me is is I think more disabling than any other part of my ADHD. I have i wouldn't say i've got zero working memory i remembered someone's name the other day and i the thrill and excitement i got from remembering somebody's name without having to say it six times in front of their face which if you're listening is a really weird thing to do when someone says hi i'm mike and you go mike 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 they walk away al they walk away um because they obviously think you're completely insane but that's what i have to do and sometimes i forget to do it internally how is so your dad my, mike anyway <laughs> it's, it's very he's doing doing quite well he's changed his name and moved house but he's doing quite well so my working memory is is appalling i um we've talked about this before and, and any again anybody that follows us on social media knows that my my absolute kryptonite is making a cup of tea i just 
I can't do it because there are so many different steps that require me to remember I've got to do something. Maybe. So I've but I've gone through a number of different um, kind of these little self-boiling short small amount of water dispensing kettles and they don't work. I've bought a huge two and a half liter boiling water dispenser to have in my office so I can just it's there in front of me and I can see it and I can make a cup of tea. None of it works. And what happened? All I'm hearing there is that what you've done is a series of short-term dopamine things that you're able to buy on the internet. Yeah. You know, anyone yeah. would tell you that. That's not going to work. It's, it's, it's entirely true. Um, so what happens is one of several things. One is I think, oh, I'll make a cup of tea and forget. Two is I think, oh, I'll make a cup of tea. I'll put a tea bag in a, in a cup, put it under the little kettle machine and forget. Three, which happened half an hour ago, is I'll press the button to dispense water and forget. The, the number of times I've walked back to uh, the darkest brown slash black cold cup of tea that's been sat there for three hours because I poured it and then forgot I needed it is ridiculous. And this goes to that there, there are different stages to the point where I've actually lost a cup of tea somewhere in my house. I'm not joking. It could be, oh, I lost it and I found it days later. I've lost a cup of tea somewhere in my house and I can't find it. There's a cup missing which had tea in it. And this, this is for me. It's a, it's a frustrating but slightly amusing way of explaining how bad my working memory is. I lose my car keys. I lose my wallet. I forget passwords. I forget where things are. I um, struggle terribly and always have with people's names, faces. I'm, I'm fine. Somebody with a perfectly spherical face like yourself, I'll never forget that. It's scorched into my retina. But your name, oh, I can't really remember. What is it? Steve or something? I don't know. Names I can't do. Um, if I'm in, if I'm in a, a, a meeting and I don't use a tip you're going to talk about later, and I have to remember something because I'm going to have to use that information, forget it. It's not going to happen, and um, it's massively disabling. I think of all the issues I've got, more so than rejection sensitivity and anxiety and having an amazing um, hairline, the, the 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 lack of working memory that I have with ADHD is easily the most disabling part of my ADHD. You have got an amazing hairline. I think it's a transplant. Is. is it bottom hair, essentially, that's been replaced? <laughs> no, you'd, 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 know if it, you'd know if it was, Al. You'd know if it was. <laughs> anyway, um, these personal reflections lead us on to a new segment of the show, which we're going to run every week, if we can remember to. No, there is no way you're going to remember to run anything regularly. Well, 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 this, well this is a challenge for me now. Um, but because I lose so much stuff, the new segment of uh, our podcast is What Has James Forgotten This Week? Now, I'm going to give Alex three options of things that I may have forgotten this week. And Alex has got to guess correctly which thing or things I've forgotten. We'll keep Italian. By the end of the series, we'll see how well he's done. So I've got these written down if you're ready, Al. Go on then. So this week, have I forgotten either A, sorry, forgotten or lost, apologies. Have I forgotten or lost either A, two laptops, B, all six of my spectacles, or C, both mine and my wife's bank cards, A, B, or C? It's interesting. I, I'm, they're so plausible that I think in the last mm. three weeks you've done all these things. <laughs> I have to guess which one you've done today. I don't think you've got six set pairs of spectacles because I don't think I've only ever seen you walk, wear one pair. I'm using local knowledge here. <laughs> I, I, I mean, 
have you got two laptops? I can't imagine you ever remembering where a second one was. And if you did, you wouldn't charge it. What was the third one? I've literally genuinely forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. I lost both mine and Sam's bank cards. Oh, I mean, I'm I didn't lose my Oh, I think I think this one then if you've got a story about it. Forgot we're so, playing so a game there, saying, folks. You were saying you didn't lose them. So didn't lose them, just I just put them in a place and forgot where that place was. I'm gonna guess C okay. bank cards. Okay, well, you're wrong. I actually lost all six pairs of my spectacles. And yes, I do have six pairs of spectacles out. Do you know why? Well, crappy eyes, presumably. I keep losing them. Well, so so you I buy more buy and then find them? Yes, so I buy more and then find them. So I, later on, I'm going to line all of these up. And my wife, bless her, does the same. Hers are hilarious because she buys them online without checking the size. So she looks like Dame Edna Average or Celeste Patterson a bit in the face. Um yeah, but I've got, I lost all six pairs of my spectacles to the point where I I, I couldn't see anything, distance or, or vision. So I, mean, I know you live in a mansion in Kidderminster, but <laughs> a part of owning six spectacles for you isn't so much the working memory as the impulsive spending, like we just discussed. And I forgot what I that was. About. I, I do I do like buying new spectacles for 30 quid from some cheap online um, site. But none of this is this is genuinely an issue I've got. But um, I've got to buy more. I've got to buy more as well because the, the ones I found are all distance vision and I actually need near vision. So that was our new segment. What's James forgotten this week? And Alex scored a big fat naught. In the final part of the podcast, we'll give you some top tips. See you then. Welcome back to part three, the final part of the ADHD Adult UK podcast. This is episode four, where we're talking about working memory. And in the final part of our podcast, we try and give you some top tips. So, Al, have you got any top tips that could help people with working memory? Yeah, I was thinking uh, about loads of these. One would be if you're trying to remember people's names, if you assign um, something to them, if you just meet them and you need to just remember their name for that like party or event or working thing. Call them, you know, Mike Maroon Jumper or something. You don't know what maroon is, James, but it's a kind of red. So it's a colour. Mike with the jumper, perhaps, for you. But, but, but by far the best tip I've got is to have a working memory with you instead of your actual one in your brain, a physical one. This is as important to me as a prosthetic limb. That's unfair on people with prosthetic limbs, but it feels it sometimes. I have a pen and a piece of paper with me at all times. And I scribble down my thoughts as somebody else is talking, partly because it removes the anxiety of forgetting what I want to say in response. And that's crucial because it, it has the bonus that I'm much less likely to interrupt them while they're talking, which is another disease of the ADHD, right? Interruption by adults with ADHD is, is a winning com uh, combination of impulsive excitement, but also the fact that your working memory means if you don't say it now, it's gone forever and you won't remember. So And then the impulsion to do that on top. And this probably gets rid of about half my interruptions. And so it's not a to-do list. I don't ever need to look at what I'm writing down after this brief conversation we're having. To-do list doesn't work because because that's stressful. I have to remember where it is. I have to go and look for it afterwards. That's stress. This is uh, I use a, a, a page diary, and 
for every day, whenever I'm talking to somebody, I write down what they're saying, even sometimes with my family over dinner, so I don't constantly interrupt them and, and ruin the flow of what they're saying. It's, I mean, you you, t- you tell them you're writing these things down, to be honest, you, you're probably just saving, yeah. them the pain of, saving them the pain of having to talk to you over dinner, I imagine, aren't you? They love me, they don't, they're on YouTube, but if we ever did speak, that's what I would do. So that's, that's my top tip, James. What about yours? I like your I, one. I, I think that's a really good top tip. Can I just add to Alex's top tip by saying that sometimes it's useful to preface that that's what you're doing. When Alex and I, Alex, um, believe oh, it or not, Alex, believe it or not, kind of coaches me with my ADHD in, in, a, in a semi-lucid format. But when we started our coaching relationship, I kept seeing him look down thinking, oh, he's obviously doing something else. He can't be that fucking asked. But then he very quickly said, oh, by the way, when I'm when I'm doing this, I'm actually writing things down I'm going to say to you. And I think it's important when you if you adopt Alex's coping mechanism that sometimes in some situations, particularly in these kind of online meetings we all tend to have for work now, is to just say, I'm, I'm not ignoring you, I'm just making a note. And that can then kind of make people feel a little bit less like you're, you're bored with them and you're, you're drawing pictures of cocks, which Alex also does uh, quite quite often. Semi-professionally. T- semi-professionally, uh, yes. James, can I, can I add to that? I've, forgot, I've forgotten yeah. a bit because you've reminded me of something you said <laughs> before, which is really important. Of course, it doesn't have to be a pen and paper. It can be your hand, your mo- handy, your mobile or a computer or any anything that works for you. It doesn't work for me, but I know other people hate the pen and paper thing. So, mm. um, so whatever. Sorry, James, your tip. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't really got a tip because um, I'm so shit when it comes to working memory. So I've got a tip that's, that's related. It's a bit tangential, but my, you're going to find when you disclose your ADHD that you'll have family, friends and work colleagues and uh, everyone apart from Alex, actual friends who will, when you say to them, when they ask you, you know, what, what's, what is ADHD, what, what do you do, et cetera, when you come to the working memory bit and yourself, you know, I, I, I struggle to remember where I put things and I lose things often and I forget people's names, you're going to have people that will say, oh, I do that. And honestly, they are saying it genuinely. They're saying it from a place of wanting to bond with you and wanting to show that they have some shared bond. But this can, it can diminish your experience. It can make you feel like, but hang on a minute, you haven't got ADHD. Don't don't diminish my experiences. So what I tend to say in return is, do you? Do you do it 30 times a day? And that is a little bit aggressive. And it, <laughs> it depends really on who I, depends on who I say it to but and yeah. the mood that I'm in. But it's really important to remember that people will try and bond with you over some of the traits that you've got. Because remember that neurodiversity across the whole spectrum of people means that some people might not have the best working memory as it is anyway. And therefore, they might see the types of traits associated with ADHD and think, well, I do that a bit. And when they say that, they're not trying to they're not trying to diminish your experience but it can feel that way so try and not and this is again a difficulty with ADHD try and not respond emotionally like I often do and say well 30 times a day and instead just nod nod politely and say yeah yeah it's 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 terrible isn't it and and try and deal with it that way and it's not really a top tip but that's the best I can do because my working memory is fucking ridiculous Thanks, James. I think it's really a good one. It's good for most of the ADHD symptoms and behaviours, isn't it? Because we get so often we get people saying, "I do that sometimes too," and they think that's the same. This is it's mm. the, an ex, a disorder that is at the extremes of mental continuum. They don't they don't say to people, 
you know, who who struggle to walk. Oh yeah, I I limp sometimes. No one would dream of doing that, but yet with ASD and and ADHD, it can it can happen. We've all experienced it. I've experienced it in the last day. I think we always do all the time. I I simply stab them with a sword. <laughs> <laughs> Stopped it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that would work. I mean, we're, we're in Northfield or wherever it is that you, wherever it is that you, <laughs> is that you live. Addresses. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. So, regular segment, James. Product of the week. I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually aligning mine to my top tip, which is buy a nice pen. I, I love having a nice, really lovely rollable pen that no one else in the house is allowed to use. It's this one. It's got a picture of a storm. Can I just, 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 there's a, there's a story about you and pens, which I hope you don't mind me sharing because I find it obviously fucking hilarious. But what, what's your, what's your proudest pen, Alex? What's the, the Do pen? Do I have a proudest pen? That's a ridiculous question to ask. It's a silly question and I wouldn't have any, an answer apart from the gold cross <laughs> pen that I got for winning, um, the the competition in the Sunday Times for the for doing the crossword first out of the hat I think Jesus yeah, I, I, I mean that's, if you if you ever want a good example of the, of of one of the many many differences between Alex and myself that gold pen really sits there as a shining example of literally cognitively emotionally culturally um the differences between us um i think i just to add to that product recommendation i'm not going to add another one but pens getting a good pen one that you've got with you is good a lot of people tend to use these i don't want to name them but these pads where you can write on um which can yeah. then upload stuff to the cloud and that, and that works for some people as well but i think it's it's a really important product to have with you a nice notepad not the bloody one you bought from the pound shop which you tend to use no, um, you used to have your you, pouching look. Oh, you, oh, you've upgraded. You used to get yeah. like a diary, diary from the pound shop, didn't you? Which works, everybody, by the way. I mean, we can't all have Alex's salary. Um, but um, yeah, what, what a brilliant product recommendation. On that note, I'd like to draw things to a close, largely because it means I can stop looking at Alex's face. That was episode four of the ADHD Adult UK podcast, where we talked about working memory. Um, if you've got, as usual, anything that you would like us to cover, please get in touch on the normal socials at ADHD Adult UK on Twitter or on Instagram. Get in touch and let us know what you want to talk about. Thank you very much for listening. See you soon. Thanks all. Bye.